What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike. With me is Josh, Justin, and Steve. Together, we'll share our thoughts on the Hounds' nil-nil draw with not yet first place Nashville, and we'll preview the Hounds' two upcoming games this week. Let's go! I think that's a great question. Now we got to get into the nitty-gritty. Oh, So, Steve, this being your first time on the main show, um, we always ask first-time guests to sing the Mongols intro song. So go ahead. I'll turn it over to you. <laughs> no, <that's right. laughs> I've listened to this show enough to know that that's not true. <laughs> that was a test. You passed. <laughs> Although hearing Grubba sing it last week would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Missed opportunity. Um, we, we have another, well... I won't spoil that. We'll, we'll leave that hanging out there about what's going to happen next week. Um, guys, we got a whole lot to talk about this week. Uh, so, you know, no victory beverage. Although it kind of, I, you know, I kind of felt like it was a draw that kind of felt like a victory considering all the adversity that the team was up against. Um, Josh, you don't just happen to have a, a victory beverage waiting nearby? No. I mean, I already opened it because I can't open it on air since you didn't win. It's the sanctity, sanctity of the victory beverage. I can't sully that. That's fair. That's fair. So, guys, it was it was a nil-nil draw against Nashville. Um, you know, let's dive straight into takeaways. Steve, I'm going to let you go first. Give me, give me a takeaway here from this game. Kyle Morton, man of the match. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Made some huge saves. Um and I went back tried to find out uh, when the last time the Hounds had five clean sheets in a row was, and I got all the way back to 2013 before I ran out of actual data to look at. Um, they've not done it uh, since 2013, and um, maybe they have before, but you know the records back then are a little harder to find. So that's just an awesome thing to see that uh, five clean sheets in a row. Um, Morton played a big part in that uh, last night. And this feels like it's something that. You know, again, we've—I think we all talked about Morton early this season. Where it's like, I don't know, and I think Kevin always made a point of saying like he needs to make the saves the team needs him to make. And this was a game where he made the saves the team needed him to make. I mean, he had one one-on-one with Daniel Rios, who's one of the top scorers in the league for the past two seasons, and he stopped him point blank. Um, he had a couple clearances, uh, crosses that came in off of corner kicks that he was aggressive off his line. He did, he did everything the team needed him to do, especially down a man. So, yeah, kudos to Kyle Morton. Um, can't disagree with that. Justin, what is a, give, me, give me a takeaway here. Yeah, I mean, I same end of the field. Uh, I mean, Greenspan was unbelievable last night. I thought, you know, we talked about him on the previous show um, this week and how he's seventh in the league in, in clearances and – just all this stuff but he i mean 18 clearances last night i think four interceptions i I mean he was fantastic to kind of keep that um keep that the way he plays going uh in this game yeah it was something i i put it on twitter it was just like joe greenspan is a beast we've talked about it time and time again but still it feels understated um the guy was everywhere last night and just shutting things down getting good clearances it felt like even their chances, you know, there were a few chances that Nashville did have. Lebo Meloto missed the goal twice, um, where he could have, you know, buried it. Um, but the rest of the time, the defense held strong. They did what we needed to do. So, yeah, no, good call, Aaron Greenspan. Josh, what are you? Give me, give me a takeaway here, man. I mean, a lot has been said about Lily Ball, uh, and people like to bring it up whenever they see a 0-0 or at least a a low-scoring game, uh, you know, classic Lily Ball or something like that. And honestly, watching this game, it did not feel like a park-the-bus type of game to me. It felt like a defensively strong game. Like, we we held our back line really well, and we we got the job done. But there were plenty of chances as well. It wasn't like the Hounds were sitting back and never taking a shot on goal. We had some really nice shots on goal that just went a little bit wide. And, I mean, Pickens is Pickens, so you kind of see that coming as well as far as low scoring goes. But, yeah, it's just the fact that all around, this game felt like a strong performance by the Hounds. And, 
we'll talk about it a little bit, but you, you just kind of have to wonder what would have happened if uh, we were playing with the same amount of uh, cards in the deck as uh, Nashville. All right, let's talk about it because because we're gonna have to talk about it. But <laughs> that's there, a nice there... way to segue into that, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's there's two things I think that sort of living in the to- soccer Twitter sphere last night during the game. We're recording this on Sunday evening for those who don't know. Um, but last night during the game, there were two big topics. One was the card itself, and the other one was the announcers. Um, let's do this. I feel like during the game, the big story was the card because I feel like a lot of us were expecting Nashville to score and therefore we could point to the card and say, that's the reason why this happened. This was an unfair advantage. But I think after the fact, when you look back at the game, the fact that Nashville didn't score, it's much more testament to the Hounds organization, how they played, the fact that towards the end of the game, literally we were just saying that the last play of the game was a Hounds cross into Nashville's box that the referee blew the whistle on while the ball was midair, which, like, you just don't see. Like, typically the ball is out of bounds or it's and it's out of harm's way, and then the ref calls the game. The Hounds continued to play the whole time. So I feel like I don't want to spend the whole time talking about the card. I want to spend more time talking about how proud we are of this team for the performance that they put in with 10 men and continue to fight and continue to battle and all of that. That said, we still need to talk about the card. So here's what we're going to do. We got two minutes on the clock, and I'm going to say that each person gets 30 seconds to talk about the card. We've already sort of established that Justin has more than the rest of us to say on this. So, Justin, I'm going to start with you, and then the rest of us can sort of fill in where we feel that we need to fill in. So the clock is ticking, and the floor is yours. I'm going to Justin. I'm actually going to be very concise about this. My problem is not the call itself. I think the call itself, you can see that from different angles. It's a red maybe it was not it was the way in which he called it he let that thing go for 30 seconds the ball kept moving around the field and then it finally died he pulls the yellow out then toby goes over tries to be nice tell the guy sorry didn't mean to do that whatever else and then in the midst of that nashville's chirping at him the whole time and then he gives a red if it's a red call it dead as soon as the foul happens and give the red card that's my problem with it. It's not necessarily the call itself, but the way in which the call was made. 45 seconds. That's not bad. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that, and I'll follow up. It's very difficult to be unbiased as a Hounds fan here. Um, I actually asked in our BGN Slack, just sort of everybody else that's in BGN, I said, watch this. Give us your unbiased thought. And the vast majority of everybody said that it's a yellow. Um, if it is a yellow... Uh, you know, there's no way that that's a red. And even there were some Nashville fans who came out and said, look, if, if, if this was a straight red against us, we would be out of our mind. So the fact that it happened is kind of ludicrous. We are at a minute and a half. Um, Steve, Josh, do you guys have anything to add to that? I mean, I think it was the chirping by the Nashville players. And honestly, uh, the, the guy that Toby fouled made a meal of that. So um, they got the red. It is what it is. Josh, any final thoughts? VAR. <laughs> Bring the VAR. I'm just saying, like, at this point. <laughs> that feels like a whole other conversation. <laughs> no, I mean, other than that, it just, I, I, I'm going to give the ref a bit of a doubt and say that wasn't Nashville players chirping at him. That made him switch his mind uh, to the red, that maybe he was listening on the earpiece and uh, the linesman maybe said that from his angle, it also looked like it was, you know, it was worse than what it was on the other angle. Like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm hoping it was the line, line judges that changed his mind, not the Nashville players. Um, so that's, that, that's the one thing I will say about that is I, I'm, I don't think it was the Nashville players that changed his mind. I, I do think it was the line judge. I, you know, immediately the thought was, okay, did the Hounds contest this to try to get Toby back for Memphis? Do we have any hopes that this actually happens? Justin, you're shaking your head. I just don't think – I don't think we need to. I think we'll talk about Agreed. Memphis later, but, like, I don't – Memphis is not a team that I'm like, uh, we need our best defenders on the I, – I mean, I honestly think Pratzner has a chip on his shoulder about Memphis specifically – um, so I think putting Pratzner in this game, I have no problem with it. It almost makes you think Lily has a crystal ball. It was just like, I know Toby's <laughs> going out. Where's Todd Pratzner? And boom, he jumps in. I will say that, uh, I, I do think, 
it couldn't have happened at a better time as far as game lineups because having Toby out, he might have been in rotation anyway uh, for this next game. So it's very possible that we wouldn't have seen Toby um, coming in. So it's kind of a good time for it to happen, uh, at least as far as who we play next. It's a midweek game. We're going to have heavy rotation anyway. So, yeah, it sucks, but at least it, that's one good thing about it. Well, yeah. I mean, that's where you got to be happy that we got a makeup game with Memphis because if it wasn't Memphis that we were playing on Tuesday, then he might be out for Saturday versus Indy, which is a much bigger loss. And Toby, I mean, the reality is Toby had the most minutes on the team so far, and I, I just think he he hasn't been given the opportunity to rest with Joe's kind of – Joe was out a couple weeks over the summer. Tommy's had a couple <clears throat> red cards. So he hasn't – Toby has not had the opportunity to kind of – get any rest this season so it actually i think that again same thing it works out well for him to get some minutes off the field yeah well we're like six minutes but that's okay um i'll take it that was all those were all really good points um i guess the other thing that i sort of alluded to i may have said it it was six minutes ago i can't remember what i said six minutes ago you guys talk about homework i can't remember what i did six minutes ago um (laughs) i may i may have mentioned the announcers i may not that was the other like hot button thing on twitter was just that the announcers i i literally turned them off um they kept talking about how they felt bad for nashville because clearly they were working so hard and just couldn't break the hounds down and they desperately needed to be in first place after this game and really, there was, like, no substance behind it, you know? And, and look, I'll be the first to say, I, for those of you guys, you guys are at the games, I'm typically at home during Hounds Homes games, and I'm on Twitter, and a lot of times fans will call out Matt and Gene and Paul for being homers because often they'll use the words we a lot and things like that when they're talking about the team. But Matt and Gene and Paul actually have interesting things to say, and they do their homework on the other team, and they talk about other players, and they talk about actually things going on in the game. And at time to time, from time to time, it's, you know, we did a good job doing this or that or the other thing. That's fine. This was like the whiny Cincinnati, like, we deserve to be in first place, and like, we had this magic happen in Birmingham, and oh, is the magic going to run out? This You were playing against a team that was one position beneath you in the standings, that was down to 10 men on an erroneous red card, this w- this was your game to take, and you did not take it. So don't sit here and whine about, oh, I feel so bad for Nashville. Justin, that was the one that I saw you tweet out after I turned it off, and I was like, it's, I'm done. It's so hard to be in Nashville's <laughs> position right now. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> what? Exactly. Uh. Was there any one of us that didn't tweet something about that? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I didn't have the sound on from the beginning, so I, 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 I actually did the opposite of what you guys did. I, I turned the sound on after seeing all the tweets. I'm like, this sounds interesting. I gotta let's see what's going on here. I was like, oh yeah, they are, they are pretty bad. And like, what? And to the defense of our announcers, like with like Paul and Gene, like they literally are part of the club. Like they've been coaches for the club. They've done like they're they're a part of the organization. So like when they say we, it's because they are a part of the club. Like some announcer, like it I don't know. That's just one of my kind of beefs about that is it's like, yes, those players or those announcers are actually part of the organization. So yeah, that's why they are saying we. Um at least you'd know your you know what you're getting there. But yeah, it was pretty bad. (laughs) And I will say this, a couple of people on Twitter were going out and complaining about sort of Nashville fans in general. I like, I have absolutely nothing against Nashville fans. I feel like the Speedway soccer guys are some of the most knowledgeable soccer fans that I know. I think Ben Wright is out there doing amazing work, not just for Nashville, but across all the USL, putting out power rankings and like really deep dives. It's just that like, get them in the booth like get the announcers out of there get somebody in the knows what they're talking about and it's not just a sympathetic we need to kill time like let's throw out a sob story and the other thing this is something that i think a lot of people don't realize and or or don't think about and i think it was the total soccer show guys that talked about it on one of their episodes when they were calling games for richmond i believe is that typically the fans that are watching the games online are the away team's fans because of the USL, most of the home team's fans are at the stadium. They are the ones yeah. who are watching the game. So when you are too homeristic or you don't know about what's going on with the other team, 
you're you're basically playing to like two or three people for your team that are watching the game because they can't be there and the rest of the audience is scratching their head like what are you talking about so just do your homework that's all and and so i think there are two two bars that need to be raised here within usl one is obviously pro which there's pro refereeing which then and then the other one is sort of the announcers and i think that usl is aware of both of those and working on them um but i said we're gonna talk about two minutes complaining and we spent way more than two minutes complaining let's talk about another positive from this one guys um uh it felt like you know bob lee was about to punch out matt pickens at halftime which isn't really a positive <laughs> but as he was walking off the field it was really funny i think i was talking to laura ellen at the time and yeah he was yelling at the ref and then pickens got in his face and then lily started po- pointing at him and poking him and i was like oh this is gonna go down um, i would have paid good money <laughs> it's really to see hoping. that happen i'm like is it worth not having bob in the next game if the, does he get a red does he have to sit out a game if he uh just lays one on <laughs> pickens like uh, i would have been okay with that well, for a split second before that i thought the ref threw lily out because he lily was talking to him and the ref did something like one of these like hand yeah. gestures and i was like did you just throw him like if you threw him out you better run because like <laughs> somebody's getting plowed um, but that clearly wasn't the case um that wasn't uh, an actual highlight but i i think reflecting back on this game there are a few games over the course of the season that i sort of look to and think about as defining moments for me for the season and i've said the one over and over and over again and it was the red bulls game where we went in new york and we didn't get to play our game but we just kept at it and we forced them to playing our game and we end up winning this game in Nashville, it was back and forth, toe and toe. We knew it was going to be tight. We go down a man. Any other time, we could have bunkered. Um, we could have just sat back. Lily's subbing on Valeski in whatever it was, the late late in the game. I won't say the 70th minute because somebody's going to call me out, and that's being wrong. Um, but we were going for it. Down a man against a team that, had they gotten three points, would have been first, point, first place in the East, and we did not fold. Um, and honestly, in the end, we had a number of chances where we could have came away with three points in this game. And so I think in terms of defining moments in a season, I looked at that New York game, and I think now we also have this Nashville game that we can look at and say, like, look, against all odds, we still were able to come out with a draw. Um, it, it's not three points, but it's something you can point to and say, we dug ourselves out of that and we came out okay. We didn't lose three and we're still on the hunt here. Um, I don't know, guys. Is that is that how you thought, Steve? What? Uh, how'd you feel after this one? So, I mean, if you had told me going into this game that we were going to get a zero-zero draw, I would have been really happy. Um, and so I have to keep reminding myself of that. That you know, the guys being a man down, they played phenomenally. Um, I, I I do feel. I mean, I mean, there was that one opportunity that Valeski had that um, I feel like he should have converted, or at least he should have gotten it past the keeper. I mean, if he puts it wide because he gets it past the keeper, that's that's one thing. Um, but just driving it right at the keeper was a little frustrating. So I mean, a little bit disappointment there. But um, but I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, we were a man down for for well over a half, and we still ended up getting our fifth clean sheet. Um, Prasner came in, made a big difference on that back line um, and you could see when he came in it was a bit different than the time between when Toby went to the showers and uh, the halftime whistle blew like we looked a little shaky we looked a little vulnerable so um, Pratzner slotting right in that's exciting to see um, I, I, I gotta be happy with it I, I, I keep like the whole I've been talking to Justin about this like I feel nervous but but then I look at what this team has been doing and you know what we've got four losses on the season and we just kept another one off the board. So give me a reason how we're going to lose another game this year. I, maybe we will, but I don't think we will. So I'm, I'm, I, I'm reminding myself that there's good reasons to be positive. Yeah, well said. Justin, give me, your, give me your final thoughts on this one. Yeah, I mean, this was a really good game by the defense. I mean, I think offensively you're always going to struggle in a game that you're down a player. You're not going to have that additional, you know, you look at our past stats, you look at our past accuracy, they're all not good, but in a game where you're down a player um, and the team has you kind of pinned in your own box for a majority of the second half, that's the reality of the situation. But I think you look at the guys who, a lot of times you can see games like this kind of spin out of control. I think Memphis was a, or not Memphis, North Carolina was a indication of that. Tommy gets a red card, the game kind of spins out of control, we lose 5 nothing. 
you know, and there were several other cards given out in that game. The rest of the game, Joe, Todd, Tommy don't have a single foul conceded. They clear 19 or 20 clearances, something like that. They have five or six interceptions. Like, they stonewalled this game and didn't allow Nashville to have a chance the rest of the game. And I think that that is credit to them for playing as well as they did. Um, Nobody else got a yellow card the entire game. It wasn't like we were defending with our last kind of crazy tackles and all that kind of stuff. We were defending well. We're keeping the ball in front of us. Um, And I think that's just a testament to those guys of how well they play. I think we played that game and any other game this season, and we probably come out with a 2-0, 3-0 win. But it's just frustrating uh, that it had to end the way that it did. But um, we'll talk about the standings, but I think I'm, I'm completely happy with the result based on what happened in the game last night. Yeah, I mean, just to follow on that, just for a second, I think the Hounds tweeted out after the red card, the Hounds had gone at least 35 minutes without allowing Nashville a shot on goal. Like, mm-hmm. what? Like, you're up a player. But we feel so bad for Nashville. Josh, take take this side, please. Um, a couple of uh, stat type stuff is uh, one thing is that Morton now has 10 clean sheets. That puts them tied for fourth place for most clean sheets in USL. Um, I believe that is uh, still Phoenix in the top right there with 13. And Kyle has 10. So, I mean, it's not un unbelievable to think that it is possibility that we could be seeing uh morton fighting for that golden glove uh unlikely just because of the the games left and how hell of a season phoenix is having so i wouldn't you know count on it but still it's a possibility um other thing is so i haven't done the math myself but according to the numbers people in the steel army uh we have now clinched a playoff spot for sure which is like, there's no way that we can't get in the playoffs now even if we lost out. So, that's cool. I mean, I know we're all talking about fourth place or higher, and that's the goal. But it is kind of nice to know that we are for sure in the playoffs. I think the USL came out today and said the magic number was two or something like that. Like, the Hounds need two more points and they're officially in. But but technically, they like because of the fact that they play Indy, and Indy is the one who has games in hand, so blah 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 there's like there's no way that and then like i guess two other teams play each other so there's no way that both those teams could get more points i don't know i didn't do it i just read all the the chat about it look, and then they yeah. look if we're saying that we trust the steel army statisticians over the uh usl ones i am 100 percent behind that so yeah Woo! we made the, we made the playoffs guys good job all right well done um no that's that's good stuff um i guess you know, let's let's talk about the standings a little bit because there was a lot of talk about it last night. A number of things. I don't know who's running Steel Army Twitter, but they just keep putting out the uh, it's coming up Millhouse uh, gif <laughs> over and over and over again because things are just falling the right way for the Hounds. New York has lost their last two games. They're still in first place. They lost two nothing to St. Louis last Wednesday, um, and then they lost five to three to Louisville <laughs> last night. Which, like, we keep talking about Louisville as, like, a late-season team. They're a late I mean, they're currently two points behind the Hounds. They've played one more game than we have in sixth place. But um, they're, they're knocking out teams above us, which that's super. So New York's clincher spot. They're still in first place. Indy's right beneath them. Same number of points, 56 points. Indy just lost to Birmingham, which, like, we're going to see Birmingham at the end of the season. They lost one nothing. So they both uh, stay where they're at at 56 points. Tampa, well, Tampa got a win, 6-1 to one over Bethlehem. Um, they have 56 Oof. points. So it's a three-way tie, uh, basically, for 1, 2, and 3. They're all on 56 points. Nashville has 55 points after the draw with us last night. And then we're sitting there at 52 points. And we have two games in hand on Tampa and New York. So, you know, if you're doing the math at home, we're only four points back, but two games in hand on both New York and Tampa. Um, two games back on Nashville, and we're only three points back. So, like... Things can happen. Things are going to happen. Um, it's just a matter of how much stuff happens. But I guess, guys, after last night's game, there was a lot of talk by the announcers saying, that, oh, yeah, a draw benefits the Hounds so much more than it benefits Nashville. <laughs> um, <laughs> thoughts on, you know, stats, guys, thoughts on what this draw does for us versus, I mean, obviously we would have taken a win, but we're not really hurting because of the draw. Right, Justin? We're okay? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't do anything for, I mean... <laughs> It doesn't 
it doesn't hurt us at all. I mean, that's the that's the thing. I mean, we we have talked to you guys have talked about Steve and I have talked about for the last couple of weeks. Like, we're probably not catching Indy. Indy's a couple points ahead of us. They have the same number of games, all that kind of stuff. But every other team in front of us and every other team behind us, we have games in hand. So I think we're sitting here saying, uh, like, we have these, we have chances. And I think we have good chances, being that these midweek games that we have to play are against Memphis and Loudoun. Um, we have some chances to kind of make up some ground pretty quickly. I do think it's not easy. It's not going to be like, oh, let's just walk in the park over these next three. But I think if we can really kind of play some good games over the next couple of weeks, mm-hmm. like we're going to be right in the mix for the top two or three spots in the league. Yeah, I'm gonna... we've got six games left. Uh, and so that puts us in a position where if we win all six of those games, we get second place at least. Um, we can't catch Indy if they're the only team, or we're the only team that beats them uh, for the rest of the season. But I think what we've learned is that every team, including us, are vulnerable to drop points. So uh, maybe we'll be second, maybe we'll be first. I doubt it. Uh, but three or four, those are very realistic as well. So uh, what it does for me is it makes me really excited to see what happens. And I'm going to agree with those whiny announcers from Nashville. You're right. A draw does benefit us a heck of a lot more. Get over it. Yeah. Fully agree. Guys, let's, I feel like we're doing this every single week, but we're going to do it again this week. Uh, Josh, I'll start with you. Are the Hounds going to host a home playoff game first round this season? Oh yeah, I think uh, first round is going to happen. I, it used to be a question of if we if we can manage to get into fourth. I'm I do think we have fourth at least, and now the question is becoming more so like can we get third or second? Um, I think fourth. If if all things are staying the way they are as far as the Hounds' quality of play, I, I don't see why we would not get at least fourth place. Steve, home playoff game. Absolutely. Justin. Yes. Yes, I mean, so (laughs) yes, that was really hard for him. You could tell that took a lot. No, no, we will, we will host one. I think, uh, I just, I, I think next Saturday will tell us where we finish up. Okay, against Indy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I was really kind of hoping that I shouldn't say I was hoping. I was thinking there was going to be a lot more on this Nashville game, and I thought if we came away with three points. Like, that sort of solidifies that we're going to be in a top-four spot. We're going to lock it down. I think the red card was just like, well, crap. Like, this is one of the – in my mind, this was one of the most pivotal games down this stretch, and the ref just sort of hosed us. Um, But we did fine. We we negated the ref's whatever, and we had some shots of our own, um, and we held where we needed to be, and we're okay. So I agree. I think that the Hounds will end up in a top-four spot and host a home playoff game. And my kids will be back there for the playoff game singing we're the biggest bunch of jagoffs when we lose. So um, <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. The the background story there is I was having a conversation with my kids after soccer on Saturday and they were like, When can we get to another Hounds game? And I was like, Well, there's only two left and we have some like home stuff that we can't get down there for those two. But I was like, But if there's a playoff game, like come hell or high water, we're gonna be there. And my oldest immediately started going, We're the biggest bunch of jagoffs when we lose and so my wife was sure to thank me and the steel army for that one but that's okay the one thing that was a little bit uh sad with this this draw is the fact that before this game the way the all the other games had played out for the other teams the hounds were completely in the driver's seat to get first place Mm -hmm. like if we were to win out there would have been no way for us not to get first place so it was kind of neat for like you know that little window of time to be like hey the hounds have a clear path to first that they completely control. They don't have to worry about some, you know, weird math happening or anything like that. So for that little bit of time when that was true, it was really cool. (laughs) And then now there's no way for us to get first place without other teams dropping points that we need to drop points. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would agree. And that was the one thing that I was just, uh, that's the one thing that's like my one hesitation on, on your statement of that this game may not be as important as you thought it was going into it. I think it is still very important um, that we got the draw that we did. I think had we lost that game, we're sitting one point in front of Louisville. Yes, we still have a game in hand on them, but we're only sitting one point in front of them. I think now we're sitting two points in front of them. If we had won that game, we would have been one point out of first place behind that three-way tie at 56, uh, tied with Nashville, which the announcers never mentioned last night, which was weird. 
Um, oh, it's on. Huh. Yeah. So, so, um, so that was like I think it was very important that we through the red card we were able to still get the one point that we did, um, and kind of maintain our position, um, in the league. Yeah. No, I fully agree. Guys, we we talked a lot about. I guess first of all, before we turn the page here, is there anything else that anybody wants to say about standings? in general, just sort of looking at things and anything surprising you or anything you're worried about that we haven't talked about thus far? Just how tight it is. I mean, come on, 56 points for the top three teams, 55 for the next one down, and everyone in the top six is at 50 points or higher. So it's just it's amazing how to the wire this season's going, and it's a nail-biter, and it's a lot of fun. I love seeing this. This makes it so much more interesting to watch these other games, uh, games I would normally never watch because I don't care about the teams that much, but now every game matters for every team. Mm-hmm. So it, it is really fun, and this is something that I think, you know, uh, being a local soccer supporter and a supporter of lower leagues and that kind of stuff, it, it's just the drama is there you you know like if you know what's going on there there's so many storylines to, to pick up on and yeah just enjoy it this is great i've just gotten in the habit of every morning now the first thing i do when i get up is i check the usl standings like even I, i'll be like oh, oh that's right there wasn't a game last night but like it feels like there's so many games that have been played like i feel like we had some wednesday games and friday games that it's just like i'm just gonna check them and see what happened yeah it's like, oh, all right cool um yeah no i i fully agree Guys, let's uh, let's turn the page here a little bit because we have a game in two days, um, Tuesday night. The Hounds they they are staying in Tennessee. Um, not they're not coming home because they got Memphis Tuesday night. Guys, Steve, Justin, you know you guys typically do a preview show and you bring all the stats because we we don't do any homework. Um, so we wanted to have you on here to really sort of give us your thoughts on Memphis because otherwise Josh and I would be sitting here going uh, yeah we're gonna win like three nothing like it's not even close and, and, <laughs> at least at, le- at least <laughs> whatever um but okay so I'm gonna turn this over to you guys tell us what you actually think about Memphis and and how you're feeling you know we talked a little bit about the loss of Toby and Pratsner stepping in is that do you think that's gonna affect things at all but the floor is yours gentlemen yeah, I mean, so I think one of the things we always look at is to kind of look at where the team currently is. So you look at Memphis, they have four wins, six losses, three draws at home this season. But I will say, looking at their last five games, they're 4-1-0. and zero. So they lost four, five games ago. They lost 5 nothing to Tampa. But then they beat Atlanta, Loudon, Swope, and St. Louis all in a row. Now... I look at that really early and I say, those are teams at the bottom of the table. We don't need to worry about it. But four games in a row for anybody will give you a lot of confidence. So, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting interesting matchup. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. And I, I think the other aspect that I'm looking at with that is, sure, we can kind of push away how good some of those teams are or are not. But, I mean, at least St. Louis is in a playoff position right now um they're they're not just put playing the most pushover teams in that um losing to tampa big loss um uh i I think though i'm also looking at what are they doing at home um uh over the course of the season they've won only four times at home uh and drawn three times so i mean uh they've had some more success as of late but i mean they're not a strong team overall their overall record isn't great they've got eight wins uh, 13 draws and 7 losses no 13 losses and 7 draws yeah um, so you know we should be able to beat this team um, if we don't that's a problem yeah I mean Memphis's goal differential at this point is negative 12 mm-hmm. Hound's goal differential is 21 you figure we're not going to be playing with 10 men it is going to be in Memphis but we mm-hmm. spent a lot of time talking um, last week with Matt Grubba about sort of the rotation and trying to get in, you know, get Velarde some time, get Kasai some time, and this feels like the game to do it. Get Pratsner a full 90 under his belt, back in the system. He played well this past week. So, um, I mean, I guess is there anything sort of looking at Memphis that, you know, Justin, you mentioned confidence, and I think confidence, confidence could be one of those X factors. Um, you know, Memphis did, I'm um, just really quickly checking here, Memphis did just play this past weekend as well. So, you know, they're, they won one nothing against St. Louis, which St. Louis are currently in ninth place um, above that playoff line. So they are kind of have, you know, just a few days rest, just like we do. Granted, they are going to be at home. 
I guess, is there anything about Nashville that really makes you nervous when you sort of look at things? No, I think the the problem is, Steve and I have talked about this over the several, there's teams that like are just not interesting to look at because <laughs> their stats kind of say everything about them. Like, and I think you look around the USL, you look at a team like Louisville. Louisville's now making a late season run. If we were doing a preview show about Louisville, probably pretty interesting to look at what they've been doing over the past couple of weeks. You look at a team like Memphis, though they won four in a row, I mean, there's really not that much interesting. Their leading scorer doesn't even have 10 goals yet. Their leading scorer is Brandon Allen, who's been around USL a long, long time, has seven goals. Um, they have some others spread out. They only have a 13.6 conversion rate on shots, which in is lower in the league. Um, and then their goalkeeper has 24 appearances with 36 goals conceded. So, I mean, he gives up a goal. And I just see the Hounds having a problem at all. Steve, do you agree? It, oh, 100%. I mean, I, I think at this point, like, I'm looking at this team, and I'm like, yeah, I agree with Justin. What is there to talk about? Uh, our preview shows that we've done where we've found teams similar to this, we've gone off the rails a little bit, I think, and gotten on tangents. <laughs> we've made you laugh 3.5 times. <laughs> so, Statistic jokes are fun. <laughs> <laughs> So you're saying it's a good thing that we brought you on here so we could just talk about it for five minutes and then move on? Is that what you're yeah. saying? Because yeah. I don't know that yeah. we would have had much more to say. Cool. We'll, we'll take doing a longer indie preview yeah. than doing this this preview yeah. show. Yeah, sweet. The, the big thing is no Toby. We know that. Can't come at a better time. Get him back for indie. Let me ask you this. Let's let's just start... I don't know. We'll, we'll just start spitballing things here. Do you think that we see... Brett in or Dos Santos in this game? Or do you think the coach gives him a break and plays Valeski up top? Josh, what do you think? That scares me. Um, I mean, it, it's very possible we don't see the the standard duo of them both, but I, I could see a situation where maybe we see one of them instead of both of them. We've had that in the past. Um, I don't think, though, that we play our best when – as far as like the, the pair-ups go, I, I do think it's better to have that pair-up. Uh, but then again, Velarde hasn't been as interesting to me this later half of the season. When he's come in, I, don't, I, have, I haven't felt that magic that he had at the beginning of the season. So I, if, if we just bring on Valeski instead of Brett, I would be okay with that and have Dos Santos still in there. Um, but we'll see if that happens. Justin, I know we tend to talk a lot about sort of formations and things, and I know you have some strong ideas. How much rotation are you okay with, and sort of what players do you think we must start, otherwise you're really nervous about it? <laughs> yeah. It's, against it's, Memphis, I don't – against Memphis, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't think we need to go with a top – tier lineup but I even and you commented about it before this game I thought this lineup was really interesting for the Nashville game so I thought you know putting Dabo in front of Forbes and Mertz I was like what is happening with that and then like all these different things so I I mean I think there could be a chance that we see some rotation I don't want to see too much and it kind of depends on where on the field we see it right so if it's uh you know if we go with a back five like we did against Nashville. Um, I think I'm okay with like, if you want to give James a rest, you want to give Dover a rest. Um, you know, you want to sit one of those guys. I mean, James is in the top five of players in minutes this season. So if you want to give one of those guys a rest, I'm totally okay with that. Mm -hmm. If you're going with a back four, which I think we should against a lower table team like this, uh, then I think I want to see both those guys and probably Joe paired with Todd. Um, but I think Josh is right. I don't want to see both Brett and Dos Santos um, sit this game. I think going into the playoffs, you need to keep these guys hot and um, having minutes and things like that. When you start taking them off the field, I think you start messing with their rhythms and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of okay with any other rotation, but just making sure we, we keep some of the players on the field who keep this team ticking is important. Mm -hmm. Steve, what do you think? <clears throat> I I think Dos Santos should be starting, but I'm not convinced that he will. He's been the forward with the best form recently. Um, so having him on the bench I don't think is good, but I don't think he and Brett will both start. Um, I think one of them will start, and they'll swap places at some point, and I think 
uh, Valeski will be in there, hopefully for the full 90. Um, that's what I expect to see out of Bob. I agree as well with Justin. I think you're going to see probably James or uh Tommy V sit uh, if uh, we play a back four. Um, uh, and I'm okay with that as well. And expect to see Kasai in the game. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, one little side thing, and I don't know if this is true or not, but we, Justin, you mentioned sort of the Dabo in front of Mertz and Forbes. And I, the whole time I was scratching my head going, like, why, why would you do this? There was one moment in the game, and I don't know how you actually game plan for this, where Dabo got the ball with his back to goal. And he he basically had two options. He had Forbes and Mertz behind him. And that was the moment that I went, oh, like, maybe that's why. Like, maybe Lily expects Dabo to be tracking back a lot with his back to goal. And if he lifts his head up and sees either Forbes or Mertz as his options, those are pretty good options to then immediately turn and counter the other way. Now, I don't know how you game plan for that, where it's like, your job is to stand with back to goal and pass it backwards. <laughs> but if, if, if Lily's thinking on that level, and that's actually what he was game planning for, like, kudos to him. Um, but that's just something to keep an eye out for, for everybody, as you're watching these games. If Dabo's in front of them, let's try to count how many passes Dabo makes forward versus backwards, because that could be a really interesting little thing um, that Lily's playing yeah. with here. I, the other thing I saw in that first 40 minutes before Toby went out was Dabo was playing high and playing pressing, um, which is something that I don't think you see necessarily from uh, Mertz or Forbes because they're in there for their creativity, not for their defensive pressing. And so that was a really good thing to see, and I, that was why I think we were keeping Nashville from doing much. So it, it was a really interesting formation. I was really surprised, but watching it in action, at least for those first 40 minutes, it was it was working and working really well. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, sorry, I derailed us and took us back in time to the uh, Nashville game. That's my fault. Um, we can talk in circles. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> welcome to the Mongols show. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> guys, let's, uh, let's do some predictions for this one. So it's, it's a Tuesday game. Like we said, the Hounds aren't coming home, so they're basically staying in a hotel, training in Nashville. I don't even know if they're going to have a training session between Saturday. I'm assuming they'll at least have one where they're watching game tape and trying to figure out where they're, where they're going to be. Um, we don't know what the rotation's going to be like. You know, Memphis is, you know, coming off of a um, – uh, my, my screen just froze, which is awesome. They're coming off, as Justin said, four wins. They just beat St. Louis FC this past weekend. So they're flying high. Josh – Give me a score prediction. How do you think this one ends up on Tuesday? Oh, I know we have rotation, but I do feel like our back line's still solid and that uh, it's not going to be unheard of for us to get a clean sheet again. I'm hoping for a 2-0 win, um, but I'd be happy with a 1-0 win. <laughs> the point of the matter is, we need a win. Three points are bust. Justin, what do you think? Hmm... I almost liked your 3 nothing scoreline. I just think this is a team that we can take it to a little bit, and I think we can kind of, um, you know, go in on this team a little bit. So I I would hope we go in with a back four and just kind of and, and, and push up the field. I think, I think, and I think the guys will be angry after this past game. So I think they're going to come out playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. So two or three to nothing. Steve? I'm, I'm thinking... 2-0. Uh, I don't see us giving up a goal. Uh, the way our defense has been playing has been awesome. Um, and I think that despite rotation on the front line, we're still going to find some way for somebody to score. Uh, maybe it'll be first goal coming from a midfielder, uh, but we're going to score, and I think we're going to score more than once. So, yeah, 2-0. I like it. I'm going to say 2 nothing as well. I'm feeling a Velarde goal in this one for some weird reason, which would be great. Get his confidence up again as we, get in, as we head down this stretch. So that's what we think. Let us know what you think. Obviously, there's not a lot of time. Um, this game is, I mean, we're recording Sunday night, but the game is Tuesday, so not a lot of time. Um, guys, we have one more game this week. So the Hounds are basically in Tennessee this weekend and into Tuesday. They then come home to face Indy, who we've spent a little bit of time talking about when we talk about standings, uh, on Saturday. Now, you know, Indy, uh, I haven't actually looked because, again, homework. Who does that? Um, Indy, I... <laughs> Indy has a midweek game this week, right? Yes. Yes. So Indy travels to Atlanta. Um, yeah. So Indy was on the road in Birmingham and lost one nothing on the 25th, which is later in the week than our game, right? Yep. Check in. It's Wednesday. Two, three. Yep. 
Yep. So they they face Atlanta on the road, and then they have to come play us on Saturday at 7 p.m. Justin, Steve, I know you guys are going to do like an actual preview show, preview show, um, where you dive into the stats, which are much more interesting than the Nashville stats or the Memphis stats. Sorry. Um, but I guess at a high level, let's just sort of talk about feelings because that's what this show's about. We talk about feelings in this one. How do we feel about this game in Indy? Josh, are you you worried about this game against Indy at all? I'm worried about Everton, <laughs> but yeah, I am worried about That was about the wrong Indy. question for the Everton fan. I, I, yeah, come on, especially this week. This week was terrible. Freaking, never mind. I don't want to talk about Everton. Um, so, yeah, it, this this is an important game. This is a really, really important game, especially since it's against Indy, and they're above us in the standings, and it's just all it, – every game is important, but this one especially is important. And uh, – you know, a lot of things are on the line. Our our unbeaten streak at home is on the line. Uh, clean sheets uh, in a row is on the line. It, it's, you know, the home playoff game is on the line. This is a huge game. If you are able to come to this game, come to this game. And, like, this is going to be a hell of a game. I'm excited for it, but I'm also extremely nervous. Steve, you nervous? Not nervous, uh, but I think it's the most important game we have left. That's all. That's what I got. Justin, how are you feeling about this one? Oh, this is interesting. I actually get to talk about how I feel rather than <laughs> what the stats tell me. I don't know. Um, no, I mean, I feel good about this game. I think their, their week is tougher than ours. I mean, they got a little bit of a respite this weekend, I guess, playing Friday night and then having to play Wednesday. So they have a little more rest on the front end, I guess. But they do have to go, and they played at Birmingham too. So they had to go to Birmingham, then they have to go to Atlanta, and then they have to go to Pittsburgh. So I think that that makes a big difference in how this game is played, that they're playing three straight on the road. It's not like they have to play on their football field, whatever it is. Um, So I think that that makes a big difference in the way that we play against them, being that we are at home. I'm not nervous that we lose this game. I'm nervous that we tie this game and that prevents us from having like finishing as high in the table as we want to. Um, so I think that's my only fear is that we tie this game. I don't think we lose this game. We don't lose at home and I don't think we lose this one. I just think, um, yeah. Um, yeah, it makes me, it actually makes me more nervous for Tuesday that we start looking past Memphis mm-hmm. and thinking Indy than playing against Memphis and then thinking Indy. So I think that's my that's my bigger concern is that we the guys will know how important the Indy game is, but will they start thinking about it before they get through the Memphis game is my my concern. Yeah, agreed. You know, um Steve mentioned that Indy is probably the the biggest of our remaining games and that's true. Indy's the only one's ahead of us out of our remaining games. We're in that thick stretch that we said of five games in two weeks. So obviously got the one point against Nashville. Memphis on Tuesday, Indy on Saturday, and then the following Tuesday we have Loudon. Following Saturday we have Atlanta. Following Saturday we have St. Louis, and then we finish up with Birmingham. Which, again, sort of looking at the schedule earlier this season, we were looking at that and be like, ah, oh, that's going to be a piece of cake. Both St. Louis and Birmingham are making some noise here late in the season. Atlanta and Loudon are all but out of it. So those are games that we could, you know, sort of assume that we're going to pick up three points in. But yeah, this Indy game. It's a tricky one. Um, I don't think that I'm nervous. I think that it's another opportunity to sort of see what we're made of because I think that in Indy's case, you know, sort of looking at their schedule, they they have a crazy amount of games that they've been trying to play catch up with as well. We're now even with the total number of games that we've played. So basically from here on out, they have to play the same number that we do. But um, we are probably, and I this is, again, me speaking with feeling, um, I think we're probably Indy's biggest game that's left for them as well. So sort of looking at the pivotal games, this is probably the one for both teams. And then the rest of the time, we just need to make sure that we all take care of business. So do I think that Indy sitting where they are in the table could be content to come in and just try to pick up a point instead of three? Maybe, you know, could we see a case similar to what we were thinking about with, um, was it Louisville that we talked about that? Or maybe it was the battery. I think it was the battery where we said like, you know, are they just going to come in and park the bus and try to get a point and it's our job to break them down. I think in the case of Indy, we can break them down. Um, I don't know if Indy's necessarily built to necessarily park the bus, but 
yeah, there is that concern the team's going to look past Memphis, but we'll know by Tuesday whether or not that's the case or not. Um, I guess I'm not I'm not really nervous about this game. I think it's it's our home. We haven't lost there all season. You know, really, there's only two more chances for us to potentially lose. It's Indy and Atlanta. So the Hounds could end up the season end the season without losing at home, which would be awesome. Um, Indy yeah, Indy yeah. does have to play Tampa. Yeah. So they have one other kind of bigger game. I love that you guys are here to fact check me. That's great. Um, but we but that on the spot. that just makes it interesting of like like if they don't win this game, if Pittsburgh does is able to like win next Saturday, like then that game against Tampa becomes much much bigger, you know. Right. Again, so Yeah. Yeah, it, what's going to be interesting is I think that the top 4 may think that they're top 4 and they feel good about it, and I think Pittsburgh is thinking, "No, we're top 4 as well. Somebody's going to end up outside of that top 4." And yeah. whether it's Indy, I don't think it's going to be Indy, but it could be Tampa, it could be Nashville, it could be us. Um, I don't think it's going to be the Red Bulls. I think they're, well, you never know. They're all sort of tied up there on points. So, okay, let's let's do. I've sort of danced around this, so I guess I'll force myself to go first. Uh, score prediction for this one for Indy and Pittsburgh. Again, you know, Justin and Steve, I give you guys free reign to make a prediction in this one, and then after you look at the stats on the preview show, change your prediction. Um, you know, because again, get a mulligan on this. Again, one. we don't do homework on this show. What are we talking about? Uh, Indy versus Pittsburgh. I think that Indy has the potential to break our shutout streak. I don't think it's going to last all season. I wish it did. Um, I think that Indy has a shot to break it. I think that St. Louis and mm, maybe Birmingham have a shot to to put one or two past us. So I think if Indy puts one past us. I think that the Hounds win this one two to one in a bit of a nail biter, but it is home. I think they get a boost off of the Steel Army and the fans and playing on sort of the tighter field, not Lucas Oil Stadium, as Justin said, with all the crazy lines. They got to go from playing on the crazy lines where they have the home field advantage to our home field, which is much smaller and a little bit quicker and all of that. So I'll say two to one Hounds. Uh, Josh, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I mean, I I do think that... it's a possibility that we, we hold them to zero again uh, just because of the way that we are playing and defense is definitely where I feel the most strong with the Hounds. So uh, 1-0 I'm going to say to the Hounds, uh, but I, I do think it's going to be a nail-biter. I don't think it's going to be an easy game. So it's it's going to be an exciting one, uh, if nothing else. Justin, what do you think? Oh, I was going to go with yours. Two to one, I think. Uh, I think... You know, it's always interesting when players who have left the Hounds come back and when they're having good seasons. So I think Tyler Pasher obviously has something to, you know, there's probably a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Like, you let me go. Uh, now see what happens. So I just think he's, you know, and he's been one of Indy's best players this season. So I think I think Pasher probably, you know, either assists one past us or gets one past us. But I think um, our defense is good, and I think we'll find some scoring in that game. So I think 2-1. to one. Steve? Two to one as well. I think Indy is a good team. I think they're going to be able to find a way to break through the defense. Uh, But I think being at home, uh, under the pressure, uh, with the potential to jump up the table, uh, we're going to score a couple at least. Um, uh, Give me a reason that we're not going to score two. I think we'll have a full-strength lineup. Let's do this real quick before we send everybody home on this one. I said... Are the Hounds going to have a top four spot by the end of the season? Do you think by the end of the day, Saturday, Hounds will be in the top four position? Josh? I mean, just based off my two score predictions, yes. <laughs> but I have a hard time. We've been in fifth for a long time now, okay? So it, it feels like it's, we're never moving. It just feels like we stay in fifth the whole time. Uh, every time the season or the game, uh, the week's over, I, I look at the standings like, oh, yeah, still fifth. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. Uh, yeah, I do, I do think we uh, are in top four after the, this weekend. Justin? Um. Yes, only because Nashville only has one game this week. So I think we get two wins, and therefore we sit in front of them. Steve, do you agree? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say to Josh's point that you know it's hard to catch teams that are playing as many or more games than us. So uh, 
then Justin took my my thing that I was going to say that you know Nashville <laughs> plays less games. We've got a chance to gain six points. They can only get three, so that puts us tied. Ooh, that'll be an exciting new. We should just have we should ask uh you know Matt whenever he's uh calling the game against Indy to just keep saying like the Hounds. This is gonna be the Hounds' chance to break the top four. They you know feel really bad for them. They got to work really hard. Um. He won't. He won't. He won't. He won't. He has much more <laughs> class than that. Um, <laughs> Matt, speak- if you're listening, please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Matt. <laughs> Speaking of Matt, um, you know, the, the big surprise is we, we've been talking about how, you know, Kevin's going to be gone for three weeks. Matt Geica is going to be filling in for him next Monday. So, again, we'll sort of be in the thick of this. We'll have uh, the Memphis game and the Indy game to talk about, and uh, we'll be talking about the two games that are following after that with Geica to get his thoughts on things. So definitely listen for that. Um, guys, you know, we've talked about a lot of games. We've talked about a lot of different stuff. Is there anything else that we missed that you guys want to talk about on this one? We didn't talk about it specifically, but Pratsner signing, I think that was just yeah. a really interesting signing by uh, the Hounds at this point in the season. I think that's a really good, like, you're signing somebody who knows Lily's system, who knows how he wants you to play. Um, and you're signing it with your top, your center backs being three out of the top five minute getters this season. So I think you're, you know, you're getting someone who can step in over these next six and hopefully get these guys rest for the playoffs. And if one of those guys goes down uh, during the playoffs, I fully, you know, trust Todd to kind of step in and, and play just as well. So um, I think it's a really good signing. Yeah. There's a lot of times teams will make signings and you just sort of go, huh? But I think that was one that we all saw and went, yep, good, great, like, well done, kudos. So, yeah. Uh, are we still at two keepers, though? Is that still a thing? Like, we didn't sign a, another keeper without me knowing, did we? Mm-mm. Nope. Lungard's not a thing. He's still on the roster from the Riverhounds website, but he's not no. on the roster. No. So, no, he's back. I am he's in Columbus. Of... Yeah, he's in, like, I think he's actually signed it somewhere else now, too. Like, I think they loaned him out from Columbus or something like that. But the point of the matter is, we have two keepers. That's that's kind of concerning. Uh, I was expecting, if we got a signing announcement, that we'd be getting a keeper signing announcement. Uh, I'm happy that we got uh, Ratzner. I mean, he's good. And I'm, I'm I, everything Justin said, that's great. But, yeah, we're still only at two keepers. It, no, I, I don't even know that we are at two keepers because I think Pack <laughs> is there to be a complete emergency only player he hasn't got a sniff at game time so yeah only two keepers but one of them is not looking like he's got the trust of the manager yeah no i was just gonna say that where we we there was a lot of rotation early on and it feels like it's morton's job justin i stepped on you what were you gonna say no and i i mean i don't think we even really have the option to sign a keeper at this point i think we have to i think the roster freeze date has already passed maybe um, and if we do, I mean, I think there's, I mean, I think there's keepers to bring in. I think that's how we brought Matt Perella in two years ago. I think we brought him in, you know, in the last three weeks of the season or something, and he had just finished his NPSL season or something. So I think that's probably where it's going to happen is we'll sign an NPSL keeper to kind of come in and, and be our, you know, backup for the last part of the season. That's a huge risk. I mean, I just don't understand why we didn't get a keeper. I, uh, Pack had five games played this whole season, I believe. So it, it's 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 concerning. I mean, that that could be a huge Achilles heel of this team if something happens to Morton. So let's just you know hope Morton doesn't have any in- injuries because that couldn't make or break us uh, coming down the home stretch, especially into the playoffs. I saw on Twitter that Zach Steffen said if anything happens, he's willing to come back and play for us for the playoffs. So, you know, <laughs> totally legit. Yeah, no. That's <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure Dusseldorf bono, would be bono. okay yeah. with that. Too. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not happening. That's not happening at all. Um, I guess the one other thing to shout out, uh, I saw the Steel Army announce it today. Foot golf is back. Last time we did it, uh, I think the last time they did it, I went and did it and we filmed it and it was a whole lot of fun. Um, I need to go and confirm the dates. I would love to do it again this year. Uh, so if you want more information, go check out the Steel Army's website. And I think it was tweeted out and shared on everything today. But uh, it's golf, but you kick a ball instead of hit it with a golf club. And they encourage people to wear Argyle socks and flat hats. And, like, it's just we had a blast driving around and being stupid. And, yeah, it's a really good time. So if you get a chance, go check that out. Absolutely go do it. Um, 
it's just a great time out so yeah it's a sunday october uh, 13th uh 1 p.m at cabin greens we have a sign up on the website uh yeah and victory beverages and cake form will be available uh so it's a good time had by all yeah over 21 um so yeah <laughs> yeah definitely go check it out um gentlemen i think that's it for this one justin steve thank you for joining us um you know we appreciate all the insight as we keep saying you guys are totally crushing it on the preview show and it sounds like you have another one coming up here for indy so kudos gentlemen um i know we appreciate it i know the fans really appreciate it uh you guys just keep rocking it so keep doing what you're doing um and I think that's it for this one. So thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Head over to mongols.com. Here are all the shows we put out, including the preview show and the postgame full 90. You can follow us on Twitter at mongols. Email us at mongols at bgn.fm. I don't know if I've ever actually received an email at mongols at bgn.fm. Just putting that out there. So if you just want to say hi, that'd be cool. Um, Polanski, you have this. Pol- <laughs> oh, no, don't say that. Uh, I'm sorry. I just ruined the levels for everybody. So, yeah. Add Mongols Pod on Instagram. Head over to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, or wherever you listen to the show. <laughs> Subscribe. Leave us a review. Otherwise, let us know what you thought about this one. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Later. Ciao. <laughs>